following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to retro papa uh or retro pop i better not say papa because then it's like it's an old dad podcast we might as well be we might as well be (laughs) i just rechristened us the old dad podcast uh this is retro (laughs) papa uh i am one of your hosts i'm johnny towns and i'm joined by uh, you just heard his uh sultry tones there mr matt johnson hello there how are you I'm doing great. I want to bring something up that nobody can tell uh, because me and you are doing this over Zoom, but they'll only hear the audio of this. Uh, your beard game is looking fantastic, my friend. I just do not care. <laughs> it looks amazing. It's, you like it? I do. It's yeah. just I haven't touched it. I mean, it's been longer. It's been definitely been longer recently, but yeah, just kind of letting it go. And the hair thing, you know, it's so cold right now up here yeah. in uh, in beautiful Western New York that if I sh- if I cut it off, I'm I'm gonna be even colder. So that's just being smart. Her, that's like science. Hulk, like, like Hulk Hogan, I'm just letting it run wild. Yeah, brother, uh, the <laughs> science right there. Yeah, down here, I was telling you before we hit record that in good old North Carolina, uh, we're expecting our the, over this weekend. We're expecting our first big snowstorm. Oh, nice or winter storm. Uh, we always get snow. Like anytime we get a lot of snow, we also get the dreaded ice with it. Yeah, uh, that's the worst part. The snow I love, the ice I hate. We had uh, some snow yesterday. It's uh, we probably one of our. It isn't our first snowfall, but it was our first nice snow. Good if that snow, makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're expecting some pretty fun times down here. If you're a kid, and some pretty awful times if you're an adult. Uh, which I hate. That's uh, because when I was a kid, snow was uh, a blessing, right? It was like God's gift. To me getting out of school. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, is it true that if you guys get like an inch or two down there, it's it? It's a wrap? Oh, we're done for, yeah. <laughs> really? So that's 100% legit? Uh, I don't know why it's like that, because we we do get snows. Like, it's not uncommon to get us two or three decent snows a year down here, especially where I am. I'm closer to the mountains in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm more used to it. But, uh, I mean, it's not unusual to what's get some it, what's sort the of temperature storm? down there. Cause, I mean, you're not like Florida hot all the time, but no, no, we get really cold and we get we can get really humid. That's so, very uh, that's 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 peculiar. Like I get it. A lot of this like southern tier, like place from the south, they they're not prepared for snow. Like yeah. your Florida, like Texas, I know is a big one. They they don't have equipment and trucks for snow to, to remove and all that stuff. But yeah, we ha- we have that. Uh, okay. Like I've already seen like a salt truck or whatever you want to call it. Somebody laying down salt on the road. I've already seen oh, that cool. getting ready for it. Uh, it's like right now it's in the mid thirties right here as of this recording. Currently. It is. Uh, it, I think we're, when I left work, it was like one degree. Impressive. <laughs> oh, so we're a sultry balmy uh, 36 degrees down here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to come down here to warm up. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Break out the baby pools. I'm coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, to, uh, you know, last time on Retro Pop, we covered uh, a very fun company, uh, a Kenner, a very fun toy company. And I thought 
for this episode, let's keep that gravy train rolling. And we're going to cover another toy company uh, slash video game uh, company. That is LJN. And if you're into video games, uh, check out Retro Bliss uh, with my co-host Trevor. We've covered quite a few of their games. No, don't do it. Don't don't look at their stuff. <laughs> I'm really mad right now. I'm yeah. really mad. I did not have a good time at the end of the episode. Did yeah, not have a good time. Upcoming episode, uh, if you're a big Matt fan, uh, he's on the new episode that's coming out uh, at, right after this recording. You'll hear so, why. Go, go give it a listen and you'll hear why. Yeah, I was screwed again. I was screwed again. <laughs> Which is interesting to me because usually uh trevor loves to see me fail but i don't know what's happening uh however uh we cover uh, of course old school video games on there and if you're into old school video games uh you definitely know those letters and that little logo uh with the rainbow l j n they put out all kinds of stuff in our during our childhood uh so let's get into our personal history with l j New York City Panic Terror Chaos And that was before so for me i have quite uh, okay so when you're a kid you don't really pay attention to who's putting these games out that you like you just like them or don't like you know you just play the games uh, when i got older and really became even more of a nerd and got into the history of these old games that i liked or didn't like or that i just remember uh, these letters kept popping up this logo kept popping up and I soon discovered that many of the games that I have played, this company is responsible for, for better or for worse. Uh, one of my favorite games, and I don't know why, because I never, ever got past the first or second level. I don't know why I love this game. I think it's just because uh, it was a Spider-Man game. It was like Maximum Carnage. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you remember that one, uh, but that was I one of my favorite game. games. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man beat-em-up, like you're going through the streets beating up. And you get to be Spider-Man or Carnage or Venom. Venom, I think Venom's in it too. Yeah, thinking, Venom. right. Yep. Venom. Yeah. Carnage is the main villain. Yep. So I was just playing I, the I was literally just playing it the other day, actually. Yeah. And uh so that just proves LJN can make a game that you'll like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so and a lot of the old uh, wrestling games were LJN. Yeah. Uh, also, that I did not know. That I did not know until later on. I didn't realize oh, didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I discovered too. On top of that, <laughs> by the scenes, uh, Matt has this gigantic jug. I cannot. It's like a three-gallon jug. <laughs> it's one gallon. It's okay, one okay. Gallon. It's a one gallon, but it looks gigantic, <laughs> and he's just chugging. So I'm assuming it's water. Yes. Uh, yes. So some clear liquid. It was impressive. Thank you. Uh, thank you. But yeah, uh, then I soon discovered that these original old school wrestling action figures, the really rubbery ones, the ones that, uh, you know, you couldn't really even uh, articulate or anything like that, but they were, I definitely remember them. 
uh, LJN was responsible for those. That is correct. So I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. What about you, Matt? Blew what, my uh, mind. What? Um, my early history is actually a lot like your, you know, to imagine you don't really realize who's the publisher, who's playing. You just care about the video game specifically. And you and I yeah. have a lot of very similar early LGN experiences. I did not have those wrestling toys growing up. Uh, they came out well before my time, but growing up and go and, and being excited by what thing, the way that things used to be, you know, go see old wrestling toys. At, there's a, there's a sports place at called, um, Omega Sports at, at the local mall, and I used to go, and he had them all on display, like Hulk Hogan. He was like taking a dump, and Iron Sheik, yes. and um, there was. <laughs> he does look like that. Like he's just he's just squatting like this. Yeah. So I'm like, he's got his arms up. Yeah, like he's, a, he's really concentrating. He is to get that um, dump out. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not realize that those those were made by LGN. I always identified LGN as a video game company because yeah, same. Maximum Carnage, and because WWF Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis, both games are some of my earliest video game memories. Um, those respective ones, I still play them frequently to this day. I've beaten Maximum Carnage dozens of times at this point, and it never gets old because, in my opinion, it's one of the best Spider-Man games I've ever played. And that WWF Royal Rumble game, the simp- the, the playability is simplistic. It's fun. It's bright. It's colorful. There's and I thought they did a pretty good job of it. Um, but outside of the, you know, just we're, we're going to talk about it. You know, I outside of those games, I played a lot of different LGN games. And uh, I agree with with the general consensus that, you know, LGN is not the best at their video game stuff. But they did a really good. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they did a really, really good job of getting licensing for Perf- all the stuff uh, to they, make. Yeah, the. Uh, later on in this show, I'm going to list just some of the video games slash toys and the licenses they had to do these, and it is yeah. mind blowing. Right, <laughs> the right. Like, got. like the wrestling toys escaped me as a kid, uh, and then you go look back at some of these other ones, you're like, oh my god, LJN, the little rainbow, you know. It, but but that it, that's an important thing too. That logo stands out though. I don't yes, remember a whole lot of different publishers and stuff, uh, video game publishers from back in the day. Except for maybe like EA because they were a big. uh, Yeah, EA, Acclaim because the Arrow thing, which, you know, we'll get into that too. But um, the little rainbow thing, it always stood out. I was like, you know, I I remember looking back at at the Maximum Carnage game. You know, there's this, the the, the cover and, you know, it's Carnage all red over the city. And then there's just like just a little rainbow just (laughs) standing out on it. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, a lot of a lot of I think a lot like Kenner, like we talked about two weeks ago. Um you know, it, a lot of hidden history, a lot of forgotten history that you maybe didn't realize that, you know, uh we all had with LGN. Yeah, I think a lot like Kenner, you're gonna you will discover if you're mind to your age that you've probably had some connection to this company, uh, even if you didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, which, speaking of, Matt, let's get into the history of LJN. Watching TV, watching TV. Used to keep searching for something to see. Then my mom, she got smart. She got me video art. 16 colors set me free. Now the best thing on TV is me. Video art. Draw 
draw my own stuff, make my own shows. It even erases the off it goes. Video art, now the best thing on TV is me, me, me. Video art. All right, to talk about LJN, there's one man that you must talk about. And in Queens, New York in 1939, uh, Jack Friedman was born. And that is a big name in toys and video games. He's very responsible, and we're going to talk about him a lot. Uh, for a lot of things, I guarantee that you're very much aware of. All right, so uh, in the 1960s, he uh, gets a job. He'd always like toys and stuff, so he gets a job as a salesman for a company called Norman J. Lewis Associates. And what they did, they did like uh, plush toys and novelties and like stuffed animals, that type of thing. Sorry, I'm drinking something and I had a burp coming up. Do we got to teach you how to drink water too? Apparently so. Uh, either keep that or if this is retro bliss, it stays in. So it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but while he's working at Norman J. Lewis Associates, uh, and he's doing really good, right? Like he's a, a, one of the top salesmen. He's making great, great money. Uh, he decides, hey, I kind of want to do this myself. I got some ideas. I want to I do some of this. And he starts his own company. And LJN Toys was born in the 1970s. Actually, uh, Friedman's employer or previous employer really norman j lewis actually helped originally with the like he gave him some money and helped uh, really get it established and for a long time actually owned a little bit of the company uh and real quick ljn and this is going to be really disappointing uh when you find out what the letters are stand for because it's just uh norman j lewis's initials backwards that's how he got the name I remember when I was, uh, you know, before I found that out, I was like, man, what does it stand for? It's got to stand for something cool, right? Right. No. <laughs> no. Unless it's... unless you go and watch the Angry Video Game Nerd. Yes. Um, he has his theories, and there are <laughs> there are a lot of yes. different theories as to what the actual letters stand for. And, he, and actually, side note, uh, and we can just talk about this here real quick because I don't have it anywhere else in my notes here but side note the angry video game nerd uh, is actually one of the ones that they claim is responsible for sort of bringing back yes. the spotlight on lj uh, yeah. because his videos were huge like he i don't think people I, realize he was a big deal uh not too long ago right no um, it was within the last decade actually yeah um o- over covid i watched every single episode on youtube yeah they're fun <laughs> they're very, yeah. they, he did a really good job but yeah man he goes in on uh LJN, it definitely. I mean, it's probably the reason why it might be the reason why we're talking about it right now about LJN right yeah. now. There, there's a dozen, com- dozens and dozens of companies we could t- be talking about, but LJN just fills that special, special little niche in our heart. Plus, I was listening to Retro Bliss uh, not too long ago, and Trevor likes to give him the same old treatment. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes, huge LJN uh, fan, very much so. Uh, we even had we will even every once in a while do an LJN month. That's how much we love LJN. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so uh, LJN grew. They started growing pretty quickly, but they really hit their stride when uh, Freeman decides they're going to focus on licensing. Right? He's going to really go out there and try to get these licenses. Uh, and 
he starts getting successful with it. Like he'll go out and we'll cover some of these later, but he'll go out and get like uh, somebody who's big in pop culture and be like, Hey, can I license you to make an action figure or a doll of you? And it kind of started out like that. Right. Uh, and then we're going to enter in 1983, a little company called MCA. Uh, and when I say little, I mean, this is a humongous company. <laughs> uh, they're the parent company of universal studios and a lot of other things, but they were looking for a toy company in the eighties that when they would put out a movie, Hey, let's put out some toys from that movie. Right. And then get a piece of the pie from both from the movie and from the license, the merchandise. And they found LJN and like, and they were like, Oh, this is a, a marriage made in heaven. And so uh, they buy in 1985 MCA buys LJN and they own 63%, like over, like they own most of a majority of LJN. So much so that the company actually even had to move to LA. Uh, but that would be one of the things that would drive Friedman out of the company. Uh, so he actually leaves the company soon after they move. Uh, we'll come back and talk about him later because, uh, wow, what this guy did is <laughs> uh, you're not going to, you're going to be, your mind will be blown what all this guy's responsible for. It does not stop at LJN. Uh, but this is also about the time, you know, we're getting to the late 80s, early 90s. When LJN also starts publishing video games. And that's when they really got pretty big. Uh, your Nintendo to Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis era. Those that's formative when, years for a lot yes. of people, essentially. Yeah, and what happened, uh, just a little uh, video game nerd knowledge here. Uh, Nintendo, early on especially, were very hardcore in how they controlled what games came out for their system. Mm-hmm. Like a publisher could only put out a certain number of games a year and you couldn't get past that. Uh, that's why a lot of companies would uh, kind of make them, um, you know, little smaller companies underneath them to kind of get around that. Tengen, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Tengen was actually a. Oh, uh, no. T- t- they just straight up just. Yeah, they just straight. Un- that's yeah. right. My bad. Yeah, but yeah, they would. Uh, they, they would. Yeah, they would just straight. That's that would be an interesting one to do. Yeah, that's um, why the. That's why those. Uh, they're. They pirated. Uh, they they just made the cartridges. They worked, and, and that's why those cartridges work. look different too. Yeah. They don't look like any other sort of Nintendo game. Yeah. But they got. They started getting a little lax on that later in the nineties, and LGN was kind of allowed to just publish and publish whatever they wanted to publish. So. Uh, while they're doing this, they're still making toys, right? And that is until uh, we're going to start talking about a little uh, toy franchise that they started called Intertech. And what this was, this was a series of battery-powered motorized water guns. Uh, they looked, but here's the catch. They looked like real guns. Uh, like they were colored black and gray. They were modeled after real guns and they sounded like real guns. And when these came out, they were a huge hit, right? Like being a little kid, uh, pretending like you got a real gun, uh, but it's just shooting water. But what also happens is, of course, with any with any great toy, uh, adults ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens here. You're uh, being modest. You're being... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even the slogan for Intertech was, here's the slogan. This is the actual slogan. The look, the feel, the sound, so real. And that's because it was. But what would happen is 
criminals were like, hey, I can use this and make people think this is a real gun. And robberies ensued. Uh, so uh, that starts hurting LJ and stock. Uh, the start uh, the stock for MCA, their parent company, starts to fall because of it. I can't remember, like, in one year, the stock dropped, like, it's a ridiculous amount. Like, it was over 50%. And I think it was so, 70. It was, I think it was in the 70s, actually. It might be, yeah. That's what That's, I read. So uh, they had this, they pretty much said, okay, we're not going to do toys anymore. And that was sort of the end of their toy division. And they, great band, by the way, toy division. <laughs> and they went, and they uh, decided just to focus on uh, mainly video games. Uh, that is until March 1990, when MCA decided that. They didn't really need LJN anymore. And here comes a Colin, a little video game company called Acclaim Entertainment. Uh, and Acclaim buys LJN and becomes kind of like their parent company. And so they would still put out some games under the LJN umbrella, sort of. Uh, but that was until around 1995 when they officially, well, wink, wink, because we're going to come back to this later. They officially dissolved LJN in 1995, and that is uh, in kind of the end of this company, yeah. uh, which became known for, uh, I think overall, they probably are well uh, more known for the video games and perhaps poor quality of said video games, uh, but we're going to come back to all of that. That was the history of LJN. Matt, let's get into some Matt's stats for LJN. With rustling superstars. It's like having a real match right in your own home. There's Jimmy Superfly Suka. The Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. And Big John Studd. And now you can fly them and flip them in the Swing them, Swing them wrestling ring. Wrestling superstars and new wrestling ring each sold separately from LJN. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, so we had a, <sighs> some of these episodes are so much easier than others to get like nice, cool, fun stats with it, It's, yeah. it's, I love it when it's really easy, right? It's, it's tremendous when it's easy. Um, LGM was actually very, very difficult, uh, to, to kind of find stuff. I know Johnny did mention some numbers in there about stocks and sales and, all that jazz, but as far as like you know, certain sales figures for a lot of their games and stuff, uh, very very hard to very very hard to find. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I noticed that I that I didn't know if you were going to touch, so I didn't bring it up, were estimates. It's like there weren't actual like people were like, well, I think they sold for like even how much the company sold for. Right, were estimates. There wasn't actual hard fact numbers that I saw. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the information's really not out there and just ready for the open. So um, I did find something. I'm not going to just, obviously we're not going to just introduce a Matt stats portion of a show and just not do anything with it. Uh, one of the most famous toys that LGN is famous for is those eighties wrestler toys, um, the WF wrestling superstars. And uh, what I have in front of me, the source is wrestling toy tracker.com. And we're going to go through their series. Number one, all right, and uh, and yeah, we're gonna 
talk about some of the, the, the prices and estimates. So if you have any of these sitting around in a box or uh, sitting around loosely and you're not playing with them, there's uh there's some value for them as long as they're in pretty decent connect, uh, condition. So actually let's play a little game with it. Johnny, we'll uh I'll have you let's let's have you guess. All right. Okay. Andre the Giant, number one with long hair. Uh in perfect condition or mint of card uh estimate. How much he thinks. So in other words, un- un- unopened. Pretty much. Yep. Oh, good gosh. I'm gonna go. $300. A uh, little higher than that. How <laughs> much little? <laughs> okay. It's a lot higher. It's a, it's within that it's within the three hundreds, but it's closer to four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. 388. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if they're loose, like 50 bucks. <laughs> Still man, 50, <laughs> 50 bucks for like a loose figure that you played with us again. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Not bad at all. All right. The Iron Sheik. MOC estimate. How much are we thinking here? Um, he wasn't ever as big of a star. I'm going to go 200. You're in, it's in the 200s. Yep. Uh, 247. Oh, okay. Yep. So not bad. And about $44 loose. I like how the packaging says twist them, turn them, wrestle them. Yeah. But you really couldn't do that with. No, <laughs> no. These are pretty hardcore uh, rubber stuff they use in these things. Yeah. All right. Roddy Piper. All right. So uh, I love Roddy Piper. I'm a big Roddy Piper fan. One of the wrestlers, when he did pass away, I cried literally. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh. Two ninety four, bro. You are so close. Two ninety one. Oh wow! Oh man! Oh man! That's a heck of a guess. Me, uh, MOC estimate uh, two ninety one, and uh, let's see. Yeah, loose is seventy eight dollars. So wow. Yeah. Uh, Big John Stud. Okay. All right. Famously, Andre the Giant hated this man. So. <laughs> Uh, and I think he's kind of lost to time. Not a lot of wrestling fans even bring him up anymore. No, um, I'm going to go a flat 200, 275. Wow, that's way more than I thought. Wow, a little more. Uh, loose about $42. Uh, oh, here we go. This is a this would be an interesting one. Jimmy Snuka. Oh, wow. All right, he's not controversial in the least. I'm going to, but uh, in wrestling circles, he's a pretty big deal. I'm going to go with. <laughs> All right, um, two thirty-seven, two thirty-seven, way higher. Really? Yep. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll one more guess. I'll go two eighty five, three sixty four. That's mind blowing to me, isn't it? Yeah. Like I knew he was big, but not that big. Yeah. And it's crazy because I mean, perfect. You know that box on open, perfect condition. Yeah. Three sixty four loose, thirty seven dollars. 
wow, that's a big drop off yeah. compared to the other ones. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see how many else we got. Yeah, we got a few more here. Um, let's go hillbilly Jim. All right, so I always love this guy because uh, he was back when they did real they did characters. And I know a lot of people hate it because it was cartoony, but uh, I'm a sucker for it. Um, I want to go an even 300. Lower. Oh, that makes me sad. Uh, 240. Oh, you were so... I thought you had it. 214. Oh, man. Oh, man. 214, but loose, 54 bucks. Um, all right. I'll go through some of the, the very expensive ones. We don't have to go through each and every one of them. Um, or I'll, I'll run through the really cheap ones, but, uh, here, JYD is a pretty good one. What do you think of yeah. your dog? Oh man. He's, this is a good one. Yeah. And man, what a, what a, he's another one. I mean, this is a side note tangents on wrestling, but I think a lot of people forget. And that dude was awesome. He was, he was, uh, I really liked him as a kid. Um, I'm going to go with 270. Higher. Oh, wow. 320. Final guess. 341. Wow. Loose. That's cool. Loose and in good condition. 95 bucks, roughly. Wow. Yeah. That's that's awesome. He comes with a uh, dog collar, too. So that's pretty yeah, cool. I think, I think if you have the dog collar, because a lot of kids will lose that, then it's even. Yeah, it ups the value. Yeah. So if it's with that. All right. This one, of course, got to have this one. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I figured we'd have to bring him up. Uh, again, not a controversial at all. No. Uh, very good very good guy. Never said a bad thing about anybody. Right, yeah. Com- yeah, uh, very woke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not def- definitely not a racist. Yeah, definitely uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never said a controversial thing. Uh, has great opinions. Um, I'm going to go with... Wasn't there multiple Hulk Hogan's? I'm assuming they probably did Hulk Hogan this is the times. F- yeah, I'm sure just they the first did. one. Yeah, this is the very first one. Uh, I'm going to go with an even 300. Way higher. Really? I thought this had been really common, so. No. Uh, 370. Way higher. I'll give you one more. Wow. We're going to hit the 400s. 425. $532 unopened. That- that's mind blowing to me. With he comes with the championship belt. Yeah. But if he's loose, he's roughly like sixty-four dollars. Wow. I bet I wonder if it's because, you know, kids get these and they're gonna get it a Hulk Hogan. and they're gonna open it. Because back then, like he was the one all the kids liked. Probably. And so that's hard to find one that's not, you know, still in still in the case or whatever you want to call it. For sure. No, it's it's definitely uh, I, I, that makes sense. Uh, Nikolai Volkov's a cheapy, $173. Uh, here's the uh, second Andre the Giant. Short hair. What are you thinking? All right, so they give him a haircut. And I don't know which one's more rare. I bet one of them, I bet the, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with this one being the, more common one and go 215 way more oh wow uh, he's actually uh this one the value is higher than the previous one 
oh, than, wow. than uh, the, the long hair. So 400. Just above it. 434. Wow. Loose 96 wow. bucks. Uh, let's see. King Kong Bundy, 275 in perfect condition. Brutus Beefcake, $301 in, in box, perfect condition. Uh, Orndorff, 288 Another Jor- another wrestler people forget who was awesome. Yeah, yep. so good. Georgie Animal Steel, perfect condition, 221 one of, one of my favorites. I always loved him. He would eat turnbuckles. I met him. <laughs> he was great. He came to uh, the, the mall around here, and he was so kind to me. He talked wrestling. He, he let me fake choke him for a picture it was it was great that's was cool great. he was really he was a yeah. he was a teddy bear um greg valentine 196 dollars. great hair yeah so good uh bobby the brain heenan oh man 265 dollars see i'm condition. so see i'm so weird that'd be the one i would want the most of all of these <laughs> oh i'm sure it's yeah, it's yeah. it's nice looking too um corporal Kirshner. $189. I don't even really remember him. Uh, you want to take a swing at Macho Man? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... All right, so he was the number two guy behind Hogan. I'm going to go with uh, $435. You're about a hundred bucks off lower. Oh, man. Three oh, man. 346. 346. Pretty crazy. But it's it's really cool. Like pink tights, yellow boots. Like that's one of the yeah, I remember, definitive yeah. macho man looks. Um Terry Funk, 261 in package. Bruno San Martino, 221. Don Morocco, 241. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, $191. Tito Santana and the Purple Tights, 232. Captain Lou Albano, 195 in package. Or AKA Mario. Yes. Yes. So that'd be another Mario. one I would want. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ventura is pretty cheap. Hundred, well, not cheap. $141 in perfect condition. Um SD Jones, 231. Classy Freddie Blassie, 204. Jimmy Hart, 189. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot. I'm not going to go through each and every one of them, but uh, there is a lot. But we went through some of the most valuable ones. Billy Jack Haynes is like over $400. Uh, oh, shoot. There's a Bret Hart one that if it's in perfect condition, $4,000. Good God. It must be really rare. It's got to be. Oh, man. That's crazy. That is wild. Sweet Jesus. Um, oh, King Harley Race, 468. Yeah, so there's a lot of ones. Um, a lot of good ones. WrestlingToyTracker.com if you want to go check them out. But, um, oh, man, Hulk Hogan in a white shirt, $2,600, perfect condition. <laughs> Anyways, let's head on over to Johnny's Did You Know? My kids are wild about E.T. Now there's a whole collection of E.T. toys. This one talks. There's Elliot on his bike with E.T. And a spaceship. Here he comes. Aren't these little E.T.'s cute? 
wind this guy up, he walks. Almost like the real E.T. My kids really love their E.T. toys. They actually believe E.T. lives in their closet. The E.T. Toy Collection from LJN. Thank you. Okay. All right. So, uh, LJN never actually made any of those games that they're known for. They just published them. And in fact, a lot of those very infamous games, it's really, it was really hard to find out what uh, company uh, or studio was actually responsible for those games because they'd go uncredited. But they actually had some pretty heavy hitters working for them. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Rare. Uh, Rare is a big studio. They're actually known for uh, GoldenEye and Banjo-Kazooie. I mean, they, they, they got a great track record. They made some awesome games. And they also made a couple LJN games, <laughs> uh, which vary in quality. Uh, they did. We covered uh, like one of them, uh, but you can tell like there's a little bit more to them because Rare's a really good company. But yes, it is. Uh, so, um, the last game ever for LJN with the LJN logo on it, <laughs> even though the company was dissolved in the '90s, uh, came out in 2000, the year 2000, for the Sega Dreamcast called the spirit of speed 1937 <laughs> uh, basically it's this game where you're in these old race cars and you're going around tracks racing uh oh i've never played it but i've heard it's fairly awful so <laughs> <laughs> no, uh play it at your own risk i guess uh, i had a dreamcast and i never even knew this game existed so there you go yeah very lg unlike of them yeah all right, so uh, Jack Friedman, I said we're going to talk about him again. After he left LJN, he didn't stop there. He would go on to find, after LJN, a little company called THQ, uh, which if you're into video games, you most certainly have heard of. And then after THQ, he left them, and he started another company, uh, Jack's Pacific, who are responsible for a lot of toys, I guarantee you, that you're aware of a lot of wrestlers uh, absolutely yep yep uh, sadly he passed away about a, a little over a decade ago uh but like his legacy most certainly lives on all right so i thought i would finish this kind of like we did with uh, kenner and talk about some of the toys and the video games we're not going to go through every one of them because that would take forever but let's start with the toys all right here are just some of the licensing or licensed toys that they did et Magnum PI. <laughs> uh, this one's mind blowing to me. Brooke Shields. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. That's cool. Michael Jackson. See, that one makes sense. A big star, right? Uh, Toys, though. Man, uh, <laughs> terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a terrible joke. Do not set me up like that. Johnny, no, 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 no. no. I can't what? do it. I was going to say, uh, kids love it. toys, and he he loved kids. Uh, not controversial whatsoever. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, here's another one. This is going to blow your mind, Matt. Boy George. <laughs> I seen that. I'm like, what? Like these are people. <laughs> like, I, I know I didn't grow up in the '80s. Right, yeah. But I know my mother and father grew up in the 80s, and I can't picture either of them going, you know what? I really need a Boy George action figure. Yeah, I can't. 
I grew up. Uh, my ask your parents right now. Go ask them right now. I would if they were here. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely ask them. Uh, no, actually, I, I did ask my mom about this. And obviously, she knows who Boy George is. But she was like, yeah, I'd, she was perplexed by that. Like, I don't know of any, like, kids during then that would. Because I pretty much grew up. I mean, I was born in up. 80. I'm looking I was born. Thing. Yeah, please do. Send me the picture if you find it. I was born in 83. But, like, most of my memories growing up are from the early 90s. So uh, I do not remember very much of Boy George, except for what he. Oh uh, got my god! For. It's a, it's a doll, and oh, it looks man. like the Chucky doll. And I'm about to send you the link. Yeah, please send. It's it. crazy. Six hundred dollars right, so on eBay. Six hundred dollars. Wow. All right, so they also did Indiana Jones. So that would make sense, right? Big movie. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins. Okay. Uh, of course, the wrestling superstars, like we talked about. Uh, Intertech, like we talked about. The other big toy line that they were known for, besides the wrestling ones, was Thundercats. Uh, the Thundercats one was fairly popular for them. Uh, Voltron, Tiger Sharks, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Back to the Future. They did all the toys for all of those. Now, those are some great brands to have, too. Yeah. Great brands. Well, well, it really helps when like Universal's putting out a movie and they're like, hey, make the toys for this. <laughs> that helps. That goes a long way. Yeah. All right. So uh, you could argue that the licenses they did for video games was even more impressive, even if the quality is not the best. Uh, I'm not going to name them all, but here we go. Uh, and I may or may not say the ones that uh, you can go back and uh, past episodes of Retro Bliss and listen to our review of uh, Karate Kid Retro Bliss reviewed this one jaws retro bliss reviewed this one friday the 13th oh. i think we reviewed this one uh back to the future we most certainly reviewed this one uh who framed roger rabbit that's, that's the one where one. you just run right sorry to cut you off the back to the future that's the one where we just run you're just running the whole time. yes yes it does a, it and the song is awful that plays during it <laughs> Uh, it's you gotta collect clocks, right? That's the yes, that's the whole yeah. stick. You're collecting something. I can't remember if it's clocks or not. I think but it's clocks. Clocks may make most sense, so it's probably not. <laughs> uh, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which we also covered on Retro Bliss, and uh, that one's an interesting game. It's actually also one that Rare made. So, uh, the Uncanny X Men, which has oh. the legacy oh. of being the very first game Retro Bliss ever covered. Uh, Beetlejuice, Bill and Ted's Excellent Video Game Adventure, Wolverine, also, uh, Retro Bliss covered that one. Yeah. Terminator 2, also, Retro Bliss covered that one. Uh, they were known for multiple, I'm not going to go through them all because it's a bunch, multiple Spider Man games. Uh, we already kind of mentioned Maximum Carnage and, and multiple. The best one. Yeah. And multiple WWF games. They were responsible for. Pretty much, if you played any of those on your Sega Genesis or your Super Nintendo, I guarantee you LGN is involved somehow. Yeah. And also, various sports games. They did, like, NFL. Like, they got licenses, NFL, MLB, and they put out sports games to various uh, degrees of being good or not. <laughs> um, so that's just some of the stuff that LGN is known for. Matt, let's talk about where LGN kind of stands in today's pop culture. It's perfect. With more WWF superstars than ever before. Unbelievable six men in the ring at once. No holds barred. Anything goes action. It's a slugfest. 
That's perfect. Each wrestler's specialty move. Complete mayhem. The Doom Soul Pile. It's out of control. The Banzai Drop. Total Chaos. The perfect plex. Oh, did you see that? WWF Royal Rumble on Super NES. Get it now. Perfect. You know, it's, it's this thing about nostalgia is always coming back around. And I think it's why they're always going to have this, this legacy, right? Uh, you know, all it took last time was for the angry video game nerd to really start focusing on them. And then people who are into video games is like, oh, man, yeah, I remember them. They did this and they did that. So I think they're always going to be around, especially considering all those uh, big name franchises that they did stuff for toys or video games. You know, uh, you know, Karate Kid, like, you know, just came back with, uh, you know, the uh, Cobra Kai doing really, really well. Right. Yeah. So uh, people are like, oh, I'm going to play the Karate Kid video game. Uh, side note, don't do it. It's don't do good. it. I tried it. I was ashamed. I was ashamed for my uncle being associated with that movie because of how <laughs> bad that game was. I almost felt bad for him. Well, um, well don't because he's awesome in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Side note, uh, Matt's uncle, if you've not listened to the show before, uh awesome career that guy's had <laughs> yeah we did an episode on it. i was just looking yeah. through uh i was just looking through our episodes and uh yeah yeah, yeah i highly was... recommend it it's very fascinating uh and he's way more over because i recently watched all three karate kid movies and he's way more in those than you think uh yeah he's, he's actually got he's actually knows pr- quite a bit really um but yeah uh so i think just legacy wise it's always going to be there i mean just even the legacy of its founder jack freeman his is going to be around for a long time. I mean, THQ, I don't think is around anymore, but no. Jack Pacific is still doing stuff. I mean, they're, they got big licenses like Nintendo and such. Uh, so they're still putting out a lot of stuff that they're known for. Uh, so I think just LJN by itself, just even just in video games, which is where I think their biggest legacy will stay. Uh, always anybody who's a video game nerd and dives into the history is going to run into LJN. So I do think it's going to be there for a long time uh it may not be the most uh i think it's one of those we, we discussed this on our show a lot trevor and i sometimes there's, there's a video game that's bad you know it's not good but it's bad in a weird enjoyable way kind of like a bad movie you know yeah uh, like it's one that's so bad that you want uh, a friend who doesn't know what it is like you want to like spring it upon them just to see their reaction to it right and lgn has quite a few of those in their uh, in their canon uh i i beg any of you listening to go play the uncanny x-men for the nintendo oh beg you to play it it will blow your mind <laughs> don't do that uh, to people i i must i must uh but yes so, Matt, what do you think? What about uh, LGN? Where do you think they're going to stand for the sands of time here? I mean, they're closed, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, just, I had to throw that out there, that, that which, which does stink, because we do talk a lot about a lot of companies that are still going and going strong. Yeah. But, um, but as far as legacy goes, I think they really cemented themselves with those early WWF action figures. Yes. Po- Quotations poseable. around action. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, action figures without action, right? <laughs> um, they, they did. They submitted the legacy. Uh, I, you know, I, my time around pro wrestling, there was pro wrestlers who, you know, collected those things. There's still people to this day. I, I have good friends who collect those LJN figures, and it's always going to go back to, it's always going to go back to that. And listen, nostalgia's in. It's always going to be in. As far as I know, people love to play the old games, and like you said, 
LJN has some of the biggest, you know, name games in, in video game history, right? The biggest brands. As far as that goes, you're always get, you're always going to go back to playing it. I literally tried the Karate Kid game maybe six months ago just because I knew there was the Karate Kid. Not because it was an LJN thing or anything, but it's like, oh wow, it's an LJN. So they're always going to be they're always going to be featured prominently, always. Yeah, and in fairness to them, a lot of their games was just like one or two weird decisions they made that kind of ruined the game. Uh, right. Karate Kid's a great example. The fact that when you, this is very video game nerdy, uh, but the fact that when you get hit by an enemy, it knocks you backwards, <laughs> really just that little decision there hurt that game. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you. I think they're going to be around for, you know, just the legacy will be there uh, as long as there's video games and people loving video games. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, um, we probably should have discussed this before. I already uh, got it figured out. We actually have one more, company episode there's still one more retro pop episode for the month of january oh what we're going to do so we uh we're gonna stick it we're gonna stick in the fun realm all right we're gonna uh, let's see we're gonna cover walmart no i'm just kidding Um, (laughs) now next time we converse we'll be talking and i i was looking back all episode to make sure we haven't done this one yet um a little video game company called Sega. That's who I am ecstatic about this. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. So I was thinking I about was it. a Sega I was a Sega Genesis kid. You have no idea how happy I am. I <laughs> I was as well, my dude. So um I know we did Nintendo. I know we did, I think we did maybe some other we might have did some other ones, but yeah, I was Sega as soon as I uh I noticed actually. So the next month, I spun. We're gonna get. We're getting athletes. February is gonna be athletes. Um, I was spinning, and then I looked. I'm like, wait, we got one more week left. Yeah. Uh, of or, or one more episode left in the month of January. So I'm like, you know what? We're gonna do Sega. Let's talk about those. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it enough today, so we might as well uh, just go all in and say on yeah. Sega. And what's exciting is that Sega did what Nintendo don't. That was the big uh, slogan they used. It sure did. Sure as did. As sure you did. try to compete with the with older systems. Yes. Blast processing, uh, a term that they made up. <laughs> uh, however, I'm very excited about that. Really, oh, man, that's going to be a fun episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, for Matt, I'm Johnny. Uh, we appreciate all you listeners out there, all you poppers. Is that what we're calling them? That's what I just called them. We'll call them poppers. And I'm sorry yep. for that. Uh, go check out our Facebook page. Uh, and check it out and join the community there. Uh, We appreciate each and every one of you until next time. And remember uh, we're going to go and do what Nintendo don't.